Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. The reading today comes from 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 10. A reminder, we're going through this sermon series called Next Steps, and we're looking at what a disciple of Christ looks like. If you're a mature follower of Jesus, what does that look like? And we're going through seven markers of a disciple of Jesus Christ. And today, the Apostle Paul is giving instruction to this young preacher, but this instruction also goes for us too. You'll see in the reading that he is telling Timothy to put this teaching before this church that he's ministering to. So we're going to see uh, the attributes that, that Paul's looking for in, in this young minister, Timothy. And one attribute in particular that, that we will see that will come through is this idea of spiritual discipline. Spiritual discipline. So I'm going to read through the passage at this time. Once again, 1 Timothy 4, 6-10. through 10. This is the English Standard Version. If you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, being trained in the words of the faith and of good doctrine that you have followed. Have nothing to do with irrelevant, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. For to this end we toil and strive, because we have our hope set on the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. As we go back to the beginning of this, he said, okay, put this before the brothers, before the church. You as this minister, put this teaching before the church, and then you will be a good servant of Christ. Now, he says something here, this, this word trained in the words of the faith and of good doctrine that you have followed. And this training, he'll, he'll come back to that theme in just a minute. He'll say, uh, rather train yourself for godliness. Then he says, for while bodily training is of some value, Godliness is of value in every way because it holds promise for this life and also the life to come. That word train is what I want you to think about today. The word train in Greek is is gymnasia. It's the word we get, uh, we get gymnasium from this word. So this is a spiritual gym, so to speak. You are to, to train and to put effort. Now that seems strange to us because we realize and we've heard other readings in our podcast where it says we're saved by grace through faith. And that is true. Salvation comes uh, through grace in Jesus Christ. We do not merit our salvation. We stand before our our God who is all-powerful and and is holy and perfect, and we are sinful. And there's nothing we can do, nothing we can do to merit our salvation. What Paul is referring to here is once you have been saved, you are to grow in your faith. That is an expectation that we are to strive and toil and give effort when it comes to becoming a more mature disciple of Jesus Christ. And this is God working in us. He is working in us that we will grow up. It's not just us by ourselves, but we have to cooperate. And that cooperation takes great effort on our part. Great effort. So he says, you need to train. He doesn't say try. He doesn't say, hey guys, go out and try. Timothy, try to become a godly person. He says, no, you train to become a godly person. Training is a lot different than trying. Training means habitual. It's something you're going to do constantly. You need to have a plan for your life, a spiritual discipline plan, because if you don't plan it out, if you don't schedule spiritual disciplines, you're not going to do it. You're just not going to do it. 
If you ask me, hey, would you rather watch college football and sit on your couch all day and and eat snacks, or would you rather work out? I would say, man, I would rather eat snacks and watch college football all day. Uh, Paul is saying, listen, you need to train in godliness. And that word godliness, once again, is the word eusebia. We've heard this word before in another reading that we had. Eusebia can also be translated as piety and being devout. Cornelius is, is said he is Eusebia. He is a devout man. Uh, so sometimes we hear that word godliness and it, that kind of, it's hard for us to kind of wrap our minds around, okay, what does that mean? Well, it means just being a devout person, being a pious person. So if we're going to be devout, we're going to be pious, we're going to ma- be mature Christians, we must train to do this. And the reason this is so important is if we do this type of training, if we grow up in our faith, if we go to the, the spiritual gymnasium, so to speak, uh, then we're going to have a better life now because we're going to walk in Jesus Christ and we're not going to be vexed with the sins of the flesh that others are vexed with. But we also have a wonderful future looking ahead for us. You know, we have this, this promise. Think of it this way. You know, at the end of times when, when Christ returns and we receive our new resurrected body, it's going to be glorious and wonderful and, and there'll be no more sinful flesh in that new resurrected body. And God is working in us now, looking ahead to what's coming. He's wanting to change our inward person to where it'll be beautiful and wonderful and match that, that resurrected, glorified body that's coming one day for us. So we need to cooperate. This is expected. Once again, I know we're, we're really talking a lot about dis- discipleship, but, but discipline, discipline is part of discipleship. We need to be disciplined Christians. We need Bible study. We need prayer. We need fasting. All of these means that God uses to grow us up. Let's just think about a few of them real quick. Some things God will use to grow us up in our faith. Well, fellowship with other Christians. We need to be around other Christian people. We need to assemble with other Christian people and glorify and worship and hold one another accountable. We need to read scripture, read scripture alone, but also I'd say read scripture in a community of believers and also to pray. The the most wonderful thing you can do is read scripture, which is God speaking to you and then you talking back to God through prayer. And when that that prayer and Bible study match up, it's a powerful thing that if you're praying back the thoughts of God to God in this communication uh, it is a powerful thing that starts to transform you. Like you're being transformed by prayer and Bible study. I believe that. I know that from experience. And also fasting. And it, there's there's all kinds of guides out there how to fast. It's not something you want to jump into, you know, the first time and do like a, a major fast. But it's something you can work yourself into. And what fasting reminds you of is you're not uh, relegated by the, the wants of this this body, of the human flesh that that you're not controlled by these disordered desires, but also fasting puts your mind back on God. Every time you're hungry, you're thinking, why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I want to grow closer to my Lord. And that's just a reminder constantly. So I want to encourage you in your walk with Jesus. We need to be disciplined. We need to go to the spiritual gymnasium, the gymnasium, and grow up in our faith. As is our practice, I want to read the passage one more time. 1 Timothy 4, 6-10. If you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, being trained in the words of the faith and of good doctrine that you have followed. Have nothing to do with irrelevant, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way. 
as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. For to this end we toil and strive because we have our hope set on the living God who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. I pray this has been edifying for you. I pray this reading has challenged you as you think about your own discipline in the Lord. Hope to see you back on Monday.